everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. This is episode 215 of the Nintendo Fuse Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about Nintendo's canceling Rampage. They went on a rampage of like canceling everything recently, uh, and we're going to talk about that, uh, but to do it, joining me, my name is Steve, but joining me is Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, always a pleasure. And also joining us is Greg. Hey, Greg. Hey everyone, always love being on here. For sure. And uh, yeah, we're gonna have a, a blast talking to you guys uh, about the about the uh, all the news that we've got going on. Uh, there's not a whole lot of big news tonight, um, but there's some interesting news going on, and I think it will uh, generate some good discussion. And speaking of which, we would love to hear what your guys' thoughts about all the different things that we talk about uh, tonight. So if you're joining us live, be sure to throw your comments uh, right there in the, in the live chat room here on YouTube. But if you're listening or watching after the fact, we'd still love to hear what you guys think about that. You can either join our Discord and, and and just share all of those different thoughts uh, right there. Uh, you can also join us on social media. Just follow us at Nintendo Fuse on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can just throw your thoughts right there in the, the comments here on YouTube after the fact. We would absolutely love to, to hear what you guys think about all the different stories that we talk about tonight. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a, an interesting uh, next uh, couple weeks because we got our Game Awards uh, show that's going to be coming up uh, just a couple days. Well, actually, not our show, but you know Jeff Keighley's Game Awards is going to be coming up in a couple days. Uh, and then we have our own Game, uh, game of the Year uh, is going to be next episode. So episode 216 uh, is when we're going to do our Game of the Year awards. So it's going to be a really exciting next couple weeks. Um, and then we are going to be taking uh, a break for the, the holiday season. We'll be back in, in 2021 uh, with our next episode after after next week. So we'll be on next week for episode 216, uh, Game of the Year Awards, and then back uh, in, in 2021 with episode 217. Um, but uh, yeah, if you guys have not subscribed yet on your favorite podcast app or YouTube, be sure to do that. Hit the, the like button if you if you enjoy what you see and you hear. Uh, if you have not subscribed, uh, or if you haven't hit that bell, uh, be sure to do that so you can be alerted every time we we post a new video. All those things just really help us. And be sure, to, of course, just to share this with other Nintendo fans, other video game fans out there. Um, it just kind of helps us grow this community, which has been uh, just awesome to to be a part of. And uh, again, we've said this before, but uh, one of the big reasons why we do this is because of you guys. So um, thanks for continuing to kind of help us grow this community um, with more and more gamers. Uh, but uh, before we jump into the news, of course, we're going to talk about what we've been playing lately. And of course, we're going to go to Greg first because uh, I don't know. I said, of course, but I don't really know why. Just, you know, of course, we're going to go to Greg first. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, just like yeah. last week. Of course, yeah. yeah. Right. Following tradition, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I um, actually kind of forgot to fill it out on the outline, but that's pretty um, decent because I already obviously know what I've been playing. So still continuing on with uh, Animal Crossing. Finally caught the last uh, two fish and the last uh, <clears throat> the sea creature for December. So now I'm just missing final two that come in March and the final bug once it starts snowing. So got my golden fishing rod and I'm excited to be done fishing. So so now it's just kind of on chill mode and buying like uh, all the different toys for the toy day coming up and any other miscellaneous stuff I find at Nook's Cranier or the clothing store. So 
trying to get all festive for ready for the holiday season. Cool. Also, yep, still going on with the Mario Kart 8. This time we um, dipped into it, but my daughter's already ready to challenge people around the world, so we're playing online now. Nice. <laughs> so, battle mode, we're certainly getting creamed unless we're on the Renegade Roundup where we're on the winning team. But other than that, we're pretty much getting creamed because there's people with like 49,000 some po- like versus points that we're matched up against. <laughs> and so, definitely not very good there, but. Some races she's been doing decently. She's getting like a, she got like a second and a third a few times, and other times I'll get like usually between sixth and like ninth or so on average. Um, so obviously not the best, but still pretty darn good for a five-year-old, I would say. So she's already figured out how to drift, so that's kind of starting to help her do a little bit better in this. So that's been a very fun experience watching her grow in my favorite game, one of my favorite, one of my favorite series, I should say. Cool. And also on Switch, I did a little bit more Super Mario Sunshine. Still kind of plugging away, trying to get a few shines here and there when I can. Um, I did finally check out the Age of Calamity demo. I beat the first stage and did like built, got some of the those side items, quest things, or whatever that you can do on the map. Um, hoping to continue on and complete the demo before uh, I get the game on Christmas. So. I have an update on that later uh, next week. Let's see, I think that just about wraps up on Switch. Um, Wii still is playing Mario Kart Wii along with uh, Mario Party 8 and 9. Those are staples now to be playing, like kind of rotate them between them all. So nothing new on Wii. Pretty much gave up on the GameCube already, so nothing there. And then probably just mobile. We're still playing Fire Emblem Heroes. And then Surprisingly, still participating in the next Mario Kart Tour Cup. So, kind of getting into a little bit to see if my daughter would like to try that eventually. But hmm. trying to unlock some of her favorite characters, like Peach and Baby Peach and Rosalina and stuff, such. So, she was kind of nervous to try the first time, but I'm still trying to grind through to get some better racers and stuff. So, nice. Nice. Pretty much it for me this, this time. That's cool. Greg, I feel like we've. This, this year has been the journey of your daughter finally like getting into games and she's like ramped up like all this way. Like she's, you know, from Paw Patrol all the way to like now challenging people online in Mario Kart. Um, wow. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> It'll be nice to see after Christmas <laughs> everything too. So yeah, that's I'll cool. have that surprise for the first podcast of the new year. So let everyone know how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, looks like Barry has uh, disappeared, um, but you know I, I, I trust that he'll be back. Uh, but uh, we'll go to the chat real quick. Uh, just a quick couple shout outs um, before we jump in and see what you guys have been playing in the chat. Um, speaking of which, if, if you haven't put anything in there uh, yet, let us know what you've been playing. Uh, Berto, hello. Uh, Basement Dwellers in there. Um, also, Jakester, of course, is in there. I'll say, of course, there because he's always there. He's one of my biggest fans. Shout out to Jakester. If you haven't seen a couple of episodes ago when we brought Jakester on, you should definitely check that out. Uh, Dave's in there, of course, as well. 29 uh, is in there. So lots of cool conversations going on. Uh, Jakester says that he got back into Trials of Mana, uh, saying it's a, an awesome game, by the way, and uh, still playing FGO and Genshin Impact. Uh, 29 says he hasn't played in months, unfortunately, all the crazy election stress is over. Maybe he can catch up. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's gotta be, it's gotta be tough. So hopefully 
definitely uh, you can get back into to gaming soon and kind of relax and chill, uh, of course. Uh, Dave says he completed Kid Icarus Uprising and Concrete Genie and Yakuza 7. That's awesome. Uh, and then Jakester also, uh, he keeps forgetting to do the Wonderful 101 demo. Um, and Basement Dweller says he's replaying Breath of the Wild after he had some very strong uh, uh, feelings toward Age of Calamity. I have also heard that people have some strong feelings about that. I have not finished the game myself, uh, so I am trying to avoid all of those uh, opinions and thoughts out there so I don't spoil anything. Um, I'm interested to see if I also have some strong opinions at the end of it as well, because I feel like a lot of people have. Uh, Greg, have you been hearing about uh, the strong opinions of Age of Calamity? Not too much. And obviously, it's more exemplified now because I've been seeing it like, in our Discord. We've had like basement stuff discussing that and definitely didn't want to click on any spoilers because I want to see it for myself. Um, mm -hmm. doesn't sound too promising to hear that yeah. some people that with some strong things and especially hearing like this false advertisement kind of stuff that's kind of scaring me a little bit. So I really hope that it's not as bad as everyone's making it seem. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really <sighs> hoping, uh, but I don't know. People definitely have some strong opinions, so we'll, we'll see. Um, Barry, you're back. Well, yes. Welcome again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but uh, we were just talking about how some people have some pretty strong feelings. I know Basement Dweller has some strong uh, opinions and stuff about uh, Age of Calamity. Um, mm -hmm. Both Greg and I have kind of stayed away from it yet because we haven't completed the game. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, have you heard of the the strong opinions? Uh, and do you have any of your your own? <laughs> um, I mean, very few. I mean, I know okay. Basement is is very outspoken about it, <laughs> but. Uh, I didn't have the same feelings as him. I think it comes with the marketing. Mm. And uh, it was just marketed as one thing, and it's half of that. Okay. So if you have a more open mind in the sense of, okay, I see what they're doing with this, um, I think you can enjoy it a little more than if you were expecting A, and you, know, and you got you know, half of A. You didn't get all of it. And I can see if that's what your expectations were, being a little disappointed for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. What else have you been playing over the last week? Um, yeah, I apologize for that. I had to take care of my dog. That's okay. But uh, so on the Switch, really not much. I, I played just a little Animal Crossing. I really haven't used the Switch uh, since finishing Age of Calamity, speaking of. Uh, I was about to go um, move on from Spider-Man, and I realized, oh, yeah. I went from Spider-Man right to Miles Morales. I forgot to do the DLC because there's story uh. missions in Spider-Man Remastered that take place in between the first two games. And uh, they're short little things. I mean, it probably took maybe three to four hours just doing the stories for all three DLCs. Uh, there are additional stuff to find if you want to play it. I, I just didn't feel like scouring the city for random new collectibles. Uh, I just wanted to see the story. And... Uh, I liked it. I liked what they added with it. It, it definitely was a nice bridge in between Spider-Man and Miles Morales. Uh, and from there, <clears throat> I went into a game I've been anticipating, which we will be talking a little bit about, uh, which is, of course, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, and I'm still playing that. And uh, on the PC, Final Fantasy XIV just got another patch. It's actually patch a day because it's got brand new content, new story. So I've been having fun with that and uh, just hanging out with the community there, which is great. 
and uh, mobile doing a um, more Dragalia lost uh, new the, the, the new crossover event still going on and the leak the apparent leak uh, data mine leak of the next crossover event has me super excited uh, if you like these type of crossovers uh, persona 5 getting a crossover apparently with Dragalia lost which has me super excited hmm. and uh, still do America tour uh, happy to see Greg has joined the fray and been able to give him some coins. Uh, having fun, uh, you know. The the next uh, tournament, actually, next league actually ends tonight. I gotta I gotta do a little better. I gotta race a little more. But uh, yeah, I I still have fun with that game. I'm still rank I'm still rank one in mind. That's awesome. Yeah, you know what? That's great. Just just check it check it because uh, tonight midnight Eastern is when it when the cutoff is. So if you're still one at that point. Good, good job. I am not. It's one o'clock Eastern because mine ends at midnight. Oh, you're 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 no, Central reset. Time. Reset is midnight, but the tournaments end an hour earlier than reset. Oh, okay. So your reset is midnight, but it will end eleven o'clock for you. Hmm. Well, you guys have fun with that. Uh <laughs> I don't really like. I do have to say, I'm not a huge fan of the touch controls. I would. Greatly appreciate a controller, but uh, yeah, I really, I really struggle a lot with the. I'm like, if the smart smart driving wasn't turned on, I'd be like not being able to score at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Going off the um, course. There's, there's two different modes. Like, there's like advanced, and there's the 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 lesser. Uh, I'm actually using the lesser. I don't like the advanced. I do worse in advanced control. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know which one you're doing. I don't know. All I know is there's a little steer circle at the bottom and it doesn't really work too well. And I'm trying to drift and then it keeps shooting out my item. So, yeah. Uh, maybe you're at the switch mode. And you might have uh, automatic item use turned on or something like oh, there's, yeah. there's yeah. something like that yeah. too. Well, that, yeah, that is turned on. So that's more applies to when you actually pick up the item boxes. So uh, okay. I'll just be trying to drift and I'll, like, I'll press and drag and then like I'll fire the green shell. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I had got my hopes up when when they and introduced the landscape mode with the on screen controls and all that thing. I was like, oh, cool, this would be awesome. And I actually, weirdly enough, I prefer going back to the tradition, like well, what Mario Kart Tour's traditional <laughs> controls are. Um, but yeah, if they had a controller, it'd be so much better. But like Barry oh, said yeah. before, it's 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 a different game, um, and I've just realized I don't like that game. <laughs> and there's nothing I, wrong with that yeah <laughs> so uh let's uh see what they've been talking about in the chat real quick um dave talks about uh so he had some some thoughts around immortals and uh connection with the with breath of the wild which we'll maybe get into in just a second um people uh Berto says people seem to love age of calamity i'm not a huge fan uh of that genre so he hasn't really checked it out um and uh basement dweller says he's been thinking about getting phoenix rising uh but the combat doesn't look to be his thing uh jakester also says with how much he enjoyed breath of the wild he's enjoying genshin and uh, he's looking forward to trying immortals one day so uh yeah i know i know greg you haven't gotten it yet so we will we will stay away from any spoilers and things like that uh but barry i'm interested to see what what you think about uh mortals phoenix rising now that you've got some time with it i've had a couple weeks with it um 
been playing it uh, a lot more and in fact still uh playing through that getting ready for review and all that things uh so i have not played uh age of calamity nearly as much as i would like to have uh by this point um but uh yeah what do you, what do you think so far barry uh i'm honestly loving it uh i am playing it i'm doing ps5 uh and i am doing it on the story difficulty which is the easiest difficulty i just want to explore i want to have fun i want to see the story um, that doesn't change the puzzles. It just changes like the combat and your health healing. So I like the puzzles. There's, there's some really good puzzles, uh, in the little, the little tombs, uh, a lot of physics based puzzles, a lot of, uh, challenge to them, especially like the gods arena where you have like, you can actually save and quit and come back later on. Uh, I'm three, I want to say I'm three fourths of the way through the story. I've, I've done three of the, uh, like I restored three of the four gods that you're supposed to restore. Um, I don't know how much more there is after that. Uh, so I can't say exactly how far I am. However, there is a crap ton of collectibles. There is a crap ton of items. And it's one of those things where it, it does something cool, which I, I kind of wish Breath of the Wild did and other open world games take this type of system and use it where you can anytime you could hold down r3 and you go into this first person and you can look around the map and it like will start vibrating and when you highlight it, it'll be like push r2 to reveal and it'll tell you what's there so you go to the highest vantage point and you can just keep looking for items and mark your map and then when you open up your map there's every every item and you could like click one to put like a a marker too so you go to it it makes it so much easier because otherwise it'd be a pain in the butt to find all this stuff and there's so many things still to find and there's hidden quests there's hidden enemies to fight there's uh daily challenges if you log in for cosmetic items and there's also actual challenges just within the game uh i have not seen anything for real money or anything which is well i think there is it's like a ubisoft shop which you could spend real money for like special hairdos and stuff whatever not worth it but but the game like i I don't have the season pass um i i didn't do the the bonus quest because like when you buy the game it comes with a code for a quest but uh i'm just having a blast i mean i just fun it it kind of brings back the breath of the wild feeling of that open world exploration and it's kind of interesting because, you know, Spider-Man was open world, mm-hmm. uh, but Hyrule Warriors was not. And it was like, it's kind of interesting to bounce back and forth. And unlike Spider-Man, which I did not really feel the need to try to collect everything, Immortals, I do. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, should I collect everything? Should I upgrade everything? And so far I am, and I'm just having a blast wow. doing it. Nice, nice. So... I I'm gonna echo most of what you're saying. Um, it, it is fun, and it's it's getting more and more fun as I get into it, which is cool. Because um, I think some some of those games like it's there's an art uh, on how to how to like ramp up the the enjoyment as as you continue playing. I think that's that's really important. And uh, I think games like um, Super Mario Odyssey, I think is one of those games that I had more and more fun as I kept on playing. It was really cool how they kept doing that. And I think this is this is one of those games that I think um, I'm enjoying more and more, um, which is why it's not a huge task to like keep playing it instead of uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, there's definitely a lot of, of Breath of the Wild uh, connection in there. You know, Dave mentioned it in the chat as well. Um, yeah, it's it, it's so similar in so many ways. Um, it's not a ripoff at all, but it's very similar in a lot of ways. Um, just even how like, yeah, 
how there's like four different uh, gods you have to go rescue. Hmm, weird. Um, you know, and, and you can climb things, which I love. Like after Breath of the Wild allowed me to start climbing around, I wanted to do it in every game. So I'm so glad that I could do that in Immortals. Um, but but here's the deal. There There's other things about this game that are are making it tough. And, and it's, it actually has nothing to do with gameplay necessarily or the story or anything like that. I'm enjoying that. It's more fun than I ever thought it would be uh, because there's, like I said last episode too, there's comedy, things like that that they're throwing in there and it, it makes it an enjoyable experience. Um, but there's a couple things. One, I, I don't like the voice acting. It, it throws me off that like they're, are they like, they're like Russian accents like I just don't feel like those people should be speaking with those accents. It it doesn't. It, there's this disconnect, I guess, with me and the voices and the characters in the game. I don't know why. Maybe other people have different opinions on that, but I I feel like there's a disconnect. Um, and then I don't like the camera at all in the game. I I don't wow. know if that's a specific switch thing. I don't know if it's a lower frame rate issue. Or what? But I I find myself kind of getting sometimes a little nauseous, like moving it around with the right stick, changing the camera around. I'm like, it's a little jarring uh, sometimes, and and I don't like when it settles back down. It's too low. I want it to I want it to get higher. Um, and I don't know. I haven't messed around with the the controls, and maybe I can actually change that around a little bit. I don't I don't know for sure. Um, but the natural default where, where the camera settles behind, uh, the main character is, is too low for me. And then, so I always am having to push it up just a little bit so I can see over and see what's ahead, especially as I'm running and jumping around on different platforms and things like that. I, I need to, I have to push the camera up all the time, um, to be able to, to see a little further ahead. So. Um, well, the voice acting, which is the same all across, I find fun. I like it. It does not bother me. It does not take me out one bit. Um, so that, that's, that's just, I guess, one of those. You love it, you hate it, or you're indifferent. Mm -hmm. uh, the camera, it might be a Switch thing. I don't know. Because I've had no problems with the camera, with the one exception being when combat, there is no actual like lock-on. So enemies can like teleport behind you. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you know, swing the camera around. That is the only thing I wish it did have a lock on. Yeah. But it's, I guess, at least on, on story difficulty, that's really not an issue at all. Right. Um, the, uh, that, yeah, I usually get sick by a lot of these things. I do get, you know, some vertigo and not once has it. Uh, some weird thing. I don't know if this, I'm sure the Switch does it because the PS5 does it. It's kind of weird when you're flying through the air and boosting, everything else kind of gets blurry around you. I don't know oh, if yeah. you've seen that or not. Mm -hmm. That's that's like, and and maybe like on the Switch screen, that's not as big of a thing. But like on, a, on an 8K TV, <laughs> let me tell you, you notice that blur. And it's like, what's that down there? I'm like, oh, I'm squinting to see. Hold on, I got to stop boosting. Okay, uh, you know what it is. I don't I don't know if you've noticed that or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nearly as bad. And I, and most of the time lately I've been playing right here at my desk and like on a computer monitor, um, which is like 24 inches, um, or 27 inches, something like that instead of, you know, a giant 8k screen. <laughs> um, so it's not as noticeable at that, but, but yeah, I think they, they add the motion blur to kind of add the whole, you know, movement thing, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can imagine it at that, at that big, um, that could be a little more jarring than, you know, on a smaller screen for sure. It's not, a, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah. 
Um, but I like that there's a lot of customization in this game. Hmm. Uh, like like Breath of the Wild, you had different weapons and stuff. Um, this you have, you know, a sword, you have an axe, you have a bow, um, and then you could change those around. But you upgrade them, you could upgrade them, whichever one you want, and it applies to all axes, all swords, all bows. The, the, the only difference between them is like the secondary stat, like the bonus it gives you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can really pick any axe, an upgrade axe, and it's going to be stronger or same with the armor, same with the helmet. But what's also cool is you can go into further customization with not only your moves, because every move you get, every special move, you, you can upgrade. And sometimes you need to for puzzles. And they actually use uh, some really clever uses for some of these special moves so you think like oh uh one of the moves is uh is aries thing i'm i'm sure you have it already uh steve you have to buy it where like all these spikes come out of the ground Mm. and you know and it's like oh this is really cool as an attack it drains a lot of your stamina but it's really cool but and here's the big but there's a secondary use that the game doesn't tell you but Mm. if you play around with it you could figure it out and that it acts as a third jump so if you jump in the air and do a double jump, you can then use this midair and get extra height. But you can actually do it up to three times midair and actually do like five jumps, which allows you to skip certain portions uh, of like different trials and stuff, mm-hmm. which is interesting. And there's dashes you could dash in the middle of the air and, and bypass things. And there's a lot of cool usage for these combat attack moves that mm-hmm. lets you – just play around, and I like that. I like when you yeah. can think outside the box. And then there's the potions. Have you t- played around with the potions at all? Uh, just just a little bit. But actually, before we jump into potions, I want to notice something. When you were talking about like, can you can jump around and everything. Early on, I realized that you can, like for instance, the bridge, but like you need to get mm-hmm. over before before you get wings. Um, like I got around there in a different way, like as you totally can, and because and and so it's. It's tough, and I don't know. Like this, this is another one of those art things. But I like, think it's an open world game. But there's linear elements that, like, if you try to progress, I went over there and spent like a ton of time trying to figure out what do I do, what do I do, and then all of a sudden I went over here, did this thing, and then oh, it sends you right back, and now you can continue in the story. So that was kind of that's kind of weird. Where sometimes if you skip too far or skip to other places, you're not able to actually continue the storyline that you need to, and you need to actually backtrack and stuff like that. So yeah. I almost wish like they would have kind of metroidvania kind of stuff like close certain areas off in a certain way and and not allowed you to get there if it's not going to like cut off like yeah sometimes they do but sometimes they don't yeah yeah there's like one area where uh, i knew there was a crypt and i'm like there's a crypt here and i get there and everything is locked like all all the the torches have the lock on it the the pads have a lock on it i'm like why is it locked and she says like i don't have what i need to come here i'm like what am i missing you know like Mm. what do i need and i realized later on it was part of the story and i had to be there as part of the story so it wouldn't let me actually access Mm -hmm. that until the story allowed me so i do like it tells you it will also tell you if you're missing god powers like if you go to one of the crypts and you can't get the chest because every crypt has at least one hidden chest they'll say like you need the god power certain god powers to get the chest you can't get the chest while you're here so you don't waste your time other crypts you try to go and access because it's not just like shrines where you just go into them a lot mm-hmm. of the shrines in zelda you had to do a puzzle first the same with this and it'll be like you need a god power to do this and you don't have that god power so at least it tells you so you don't waste your time That's and true. then it's kind of fun to figure out all right which one am i missing which one do i need to upgrade and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily missing it's just missing an upgrade 
Right. Right. I do like all the, yeah, the different ways they can up, upgrade and customize too. And it's, it's, it was actually a little overwhelming because I didn't realize, wow, this game has a lot of that. Um, and then, you know, part of me to get, I get, I get sucked into the little different side things sometimes. And then all of a sudden I was like trying to customize things and upgrade things. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. The game, get back to that again. Um, so you can definitely kind of get sucked into, to all those other things. Um, Looks like uh, people are talking about your TV a little bit in the chat, but also, uh, yeah, Roberto says the camera issues sound like a huge bummer. Yeah, and it's interesting. I wonder if it's just, if it's Switch versus PS5, like which different versions. So yeah, as you guys play uh, the game, I'm interested to see, you know, we're interested to see what you guys think about it, especially if you're playing on different systems. Um, that's another reason for you guys to join our Discord uh, so we can keep on talking about this game and and see what you yeah. guys think about it as well, especially if you're, if you're playing Playing on different systems because because uh, I do know sometimes yeah they have especially like frame rate stuff and and things like that could be vary from from system to system and mm -hmm. uh, that could be that could be a big issue and also I'm sure like your TV has uh, the ability to make that even smoother where my computer monitor is not doing that too so who knows there there could be a lot of different <laughs> factors playing into that too absolutely uh, just briefly before we move on I just want to touch on the potions quickly oh yeah yeah um, because like breath of the wild had food this has potions which you make but i don't know when in the menu when you make the potions you could actually click the center and upgrade the potions mm. i don't know if you've done that yet or not no okay so when you make potions there's four different kinds of potions there's one that restores health there's one that restores stamina but then there's one that ups your defense and one that ups your attack for 90 seconds mm -hmm. but then you can further enhance them and you could like like i'm working on the attack one so I boost my attack up to 100% now. I also heal myself 20% per damage. Every 20% of the damage gets back healed to me. And I stun them 60% like boosted to the stun damage while that's in effect, which just makes me destroy things. And on top fantastic. of already on the easiest setting. In fact, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that's, and then like the health potion starts up weak and you can make it stronger. Same with stamina. And then the defense does the same thing where you could up the amount of defense and stuff. And, and I like that. It, even that has a customization effort. So you can, you could go the whole game without ever using the potions or you can utilize them and, and abuse them in a way, but <laughs> it takes resources to upgrade them. And it, you know, it's not like it's, Oh, I'm going to, do it right when you start the game. Like, no, it's going to take you a while. Mm. But it is a really cool, you know, additional part to the game. Yeah, that is true. And it definitely it makes you want to, to upgrade those things and get all that stuff. There's there's incentive there, um, which is really cool. So, Greg, once you get, once you get the, once you finally get the game, I'm inter we're interested to see what you think of it too. Yeah, so, absolutely. Sorry about leaving you out of that discussion. <clears throat> yeah, that kind of figure. But it'd be nice. I really hope that that camera thing, I don't notice that because that sounds like it would be a pretty big downer yeah are you playing just, only docked or, or only only on the docked docked yeah computer, right? yeah yeah i wonder been, if your tv if you wouldn't notice it maybe but I, i've been trying to to yeah record my gameplay and stuff too um but yeah i mean the the swinging around and the, that kind of camera stuff is is okay i understand sometimes you have to do that but i i really don't like yeah where where it settles where the default um, settling of the camera is. And so that's what I'm hoping. I need to go back and check the the the, the settings because there are there's some pretty good settings on, on this game. And so you may have the ability to change where that where that's uh, where uh, I forget there's a name for it, but you know where the, the dead center of that is or something like that. Um, and if that's the case, then cool. Um, then I may not have as many issues with it. 
But uh, let's move on, and we'll we'll talk about some stuff that uh, that Greg can actually uh, join in on. Um, so there is some a little bit of news uh, this week, and uh, it's interesting uh, because we talked about uh, Nintendo, uh, you know, uh, canceling this this Smash Brothers tournament this this last uh, episode, and and now come uh, come to find out um, they they canceled something else. Um, they had their official. Uh, Nintendo or uh, Splatoon 2 um, in uh, North America open and uh, because kind of connected to the whole cancellation of the Smash Brothers uh, tournament uh, the like of course we discussed um, if you if you missed that um, essentially there was a big uh, big house is that was called big house uh, tournament yeah. that had um, a, uh, a hacked copy of, of smash brothers melee um that they were allowing people to play online because of the the pandemic and everything and so nintendo got word of it and canceled the whole thing it was a big mess and uh people got upset and so they actually took to uh this Splatoon 2 tournament and uh there were some people out there encouraging them to use uh free melee uh kind of uh names in their in their uh, team names and things like that and um, we're not really sure exactly why Nintendo canceled the live stream over the finale, but we're pretty sure it's it's connected to uh, all the uh, everything connected with um, with uh, you know the backlash from the from melee and everything like that. And then uh, kind of two stories in one. Uh, on top of this, Nintendo has also recently uh, issued a cease and desist. Uh, to um, Captain Alex, he he made um, some Joy-Con covers, uh, shells that uh, kind of in honor of Etika um, and and his passing uh, and everything. And all the proceeds were going to go to mental health uh, charities and things like that. And it was going to be a really cool thing. But uh, Nintendo has actually issued a, a cease and desist um, because uh, mostly probably because of the trademark issues. Um, I think they're kind of pending uh, an opportunity to to get it back up and everything like that he's going to take down the the joy-con language and the the switch logos and, and stuff like that um but kind of two stories on top of the tournament last time um and and not really connected but we also have you know all the the mario games and the fire emblem game and everything else is basically getting canceled at the end of of march 2021 uh what's going on with all this stuff i, I know there there's some there's some you know, real reasons why Nintendo would would make these kind of decisions. I think, but uh, but it's just an interesting thing. It seems like they're going on this rampage lately, and just be like cancel that, cancel this, cancel that. Um, and uh, in the middle of our cancel culture already, <laughs> like, uh, what's Nintendo doing uh, with all this? What do you think, Greg? Yeah, that's definitely a big misstep. Um, I don't think they actually canceled the Splatoon two thing. I think they just were not going to live stream the finals. So yeah, I think they the just canceled the live stream. Yeah, so like just the live stream was canceled, and I think what I've heard, it just sounds like they didn't want like the announcers to keep saying, "Oh, free melee one two three is in first place, and free melee one two three is <laughs> <laughs> now going to the final round." And like that's yeah. what I've kind of heard that like was more like the announcers didn't want to bring a lot of attention to it because they'd have to be reading the names of like the teams or whatever as they advanced in different places or whatever, or even getting knocked out like oh free melee has been defeated kind of thing so it's bringing more people to that cause obviously because nintendo had a, had a the cease and desist of big house so mm -hmm. 
I think that was pretty nice of the Splatoon players to actually show like homage to the Smash Brothers community. That was really nice that we come together and supported them. It really stinks that we, uh, Nintendo just didn't want to advertise this to go further. So that that's in itself is a kind of a big bummer. Um, in terms of the etiquette thing, that's also very disheartening. It's like he took his own life and we just made an honor of like him because that's like it was one of his like nicknames was the Joy-Con Boys or something that he did quite frequently as part of his streams. So that also kind of hurts there too that they would do a cease and desist on um, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense, um, you know, with all the the you know trademark issues and you know technically like we talked about the smash stuff it's you know it, it involves hacking and nintendo doesn't like that and of course like you said they probably don't want to be announcing uh <laughs> some other things that you know that they they you know kind of goes against a decision they made and everything but very like even though they have good reasons for all this like i don't know what do you think nintendo has a habit of being anti-consumer to a fault and then retracting it. I mean, just remember what they did with YouTube, right? They had the whole YouTube partner thing and that pissed off a lot of big YouTubers who wanted nothing more than to freely advertise Nintendo products. And that blew up in their face. So now we have this. You know, as you said, there's probably a good reason. I'm sure there's a guy in a suit who's never played a video game in their life, who's looking at the the law and being like, oh, yeah, well, this goes against it. Let's stop it uh, without any form of human decency or reason other than the fact that they can. And uh, it hurts those that are passionate. I mean, this the Melee tournament we talked about last time, I mean, that was a, that was a passion thing that was done by people who just wanted to have fun and play the game, especially in a COVID world. Mm -hmm. Then... You have the Splatoon 2 tournament, which was official, and they they stopped the live stream. People dropped out of it. I mean, it just it's it's not nice. And then the etiquette thing is, it's a charity thing, man. That's a charity thing. Just I mean, he's he's selling it, but he's he's not making money. The charity's making money. If he was making money and profiting off of it, that I can see them saying, you know what, you're using our trademarks. But it's a charity thing. Mm -hmm. You know what? If they were smart. They would look at that as good publicity and say, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to match the donation. Whatever the, whatever the final donation is, we're going to match it. Hey, you know what, that puts Nintendo in everyone's good graces because it's for a good cause. They have a lot of money. I mean, the, the, that would be pennies for them, whatever it is, mm -hmm. to donate. And they can write it off on their taxes because it's a donation. <laughs> right? right. So let's be honest here. That would have been the smart thing to do, mm -hmm. and instead, they're pissing people off, and that is something you don't want to do, especially mm -hmm. when Sony just drops a PS5 and Microsoft just drops a, an Xbox Series X. You want to get people on your side. You want people to say, well, I'm going to still back Nintendo. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll always love Nintendo. I'll still support Nintendo, but I've said it before and I'll say it again. Nintendo is, you know, does a lot of bonehead decisions and <laughs> a lot of the decisions I do not agree with. Yeah, yeah. And especially right now, I mean, it's just, it, 
you know, decisions like this throughout the year, okay, you know, whatever you look at, but it's just, it seems to be adding up right now. It's like every, every week we have one or two more stories where we're like, oh, look what Nintendo's doing lately. What in the world? Instead of, you know, coming out with some, some good ways to compete with their, you know, the other, you know, brand new systems that are out there and, you know, helping to be more consumer focused and, building some hype and all those different things. No, we're going to, you know, stop producing games. We're going to cancel uh, some tournaments that uh, that are using our games and getting people excited about our games. We're going to, uh, you know, not do this other one because it looks makes us kind of look bad. And we're going to, uh, you know, uh, act out on our trademark stuff, which, you know, legally makes sense. But but on the other side, like you said, Barry, I mean, like how much cooler would it have been if, if they said, you know what, technically, yes, this does inf infringe on our trademarks. But you know what, this is a good cause. Uh, we're going to actually support this. And, and doing something like that may actually turn the public around on their thoughts, especially because you just ticked a bunch of them off for, for Melee and Splatoon. Maybe if they actually did something nice here, they go, you know what? Maybe we can overlook this other stuff a little bit more because you just did an awesome thing for for you know these charities that are supporting mental health and things like that. But Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's such a thing yeah. as, as good publicity and they say like, there's no such thing as bad publicity, all, bad, all publicity is good publicity. That's not true. Um, you know, definitely publicity gets you in the the public's eye and gets the public talking about you. You want them talking about you positively, not negatively. Yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Greg? Yeah. I just can't even believe this. Like, this is, like, I almost want to think like, oh, here's the Switch Pro, but it's only going to be available for one month and then we're taking it out of the shelves. Like, good luck getting it. Like, <laughs> only available in Nintendo New York store. Yeah, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, and this is just getting out of hand. Like, I totally agree with what you guys were saying. Like, they should definitely just turned around and supported for like a charity purpose. They, I really don't think they should have even cancel their coverage of the Splatoon two because then that kind of shows that they're trying to like hide it and everything. And they should just almost reach out to Big House like, oh, sorry, we sent you this. Like, please go on and have your tournament. And I don't know. I mean. It's probably the damage is already done, but we can't keep going through with this because <laughs> especially during like this holiday season when they really need more people to be buying their council over the competition. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to the chat. There's been some <laughs> a lot of conversation around this for sure. Uh, let's see. Um, so, uh, man, I keep scrolling. There's been so much conversation around this. Um, Jake's are saying that Alex actually just uh, launched it in new Indiegogo for the Joy-Cons and he's uh, raised quite a bit of money so far. Um, he says almost $37,000 so far. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, and then uh, Jake's are said he also plans to uh, make an Etika back replacement for the normal Switch. So that's that's really cool. Um, but yeah, he, he also says this is probably one of the worst PR uh, stances that uh, Nintendo has ever made and really uh, proves how upholding they are. Um, but, uh, 29 actually has some, some interesting thoughts around, uh, he, he works for a, a Japanese company and he can say that corporate culture, uh, in Japan has extremely, uh, is 
extremely rules oriented. Policies are enforced for their own sake without much consideration for flexibility, um, which does make sense. It is a kind of a cultural thing. Jakester says that just think about Sega and Capcom. They helped out fan projects, though, and they're also uh, Jap Japanese companies. But, uh, but he also says, 29 says that some global companies here are good at community, but Nintendo in particular is super traditional as far as he can tell, uh, which definitely does seem to be the case. Um, even though they they push the envelope in the entertainment industry as a whole, a lot of different times um, as a as a company, they they seem to be very traditional um, and and go about things uh, that way. No matter if this is benefiting a charity or not, technically you you know you you uh, you know stole our trademark thing, so we're going to shut you down. And that's just that's just how it is. Um, sorry, but we have to uphold, you know, what we, what we stand for. And, um, and it, you know, I, I get that. Um, part of me goes, okay, that, that makes sense. But at the same time, the other part of me goes, but really in this case, like, can't you, can't you get around it in some way? I don't know. Especially since you went and ticked a bunch of your fans off already. Maybe it's time to like rethink how you're, uh, how you're going about stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. but, so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's that. Um, yeah, love to, to continue to hear your guys' thoughts. Um, throw them in the comments, uh, Discord as well, and keep this conversation going. I'm sure that it's, uh, not something that's going to be, uh, you know, going away anytime soon. It's probably going to be, uh, a, a while where, uh, they are able to maybe bring back, um, some fans and, and make them happy again. Or who knows? By, by next week, maybe they've canceled something else. Uh, but only time will tell. Yeah. What's next? Cancellation Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> Probably. That's also going to go away. Uh, even the uh, trailer is going to go away on March 31st. Um, but uh, <laughs> let's let's move on and, uh, and talk about something exciting. Uh, next week, we have our Game of the Year awards. Uh, it's going to be uh, really fun. Uh, these are one some of our uh, most fun episodes every year where we get to just get to look back at the year of gaming and, and rank uh, a lot of the, the different games that we've played or had the experience uh, of um, watching other people play and play and, and just... All the cool stuff that's happened uh, this year is going to be an interesting year. Um, we were just chatting about it the other day, uh, how like this this year with COVID and everything else is it could be one of those years where um, who knows what's going to pop up on our, our individual lists. Uh, but uh, if you guys are new to the Nintendo Views podcast, essentially we have a several different categories. We're going to go over those categories in just a second. Um, but uh, all, all three of us will rank. Uh, our top three games in each of those different categories. And then we, uh, we share them one by one, kind of go through those lists and share why we, why we nominated it and, uh, and chose it for our, our uh, top three. And then, uh, all of those are compiled, uh, awarded some points based on where they, they placed in each of our lists. And then we, uh, award, uh, an overall winner for each of those categories. Um, actually we don't really, um, I don't know why I said that. We don't do that at all. We don't award individual winner. We just share our, our our winners for each category of ourselves, and then those points go to the overall winner for the game of the year. Um, so uh, each of those um, will 
kind of culminate into our one pick um, that uh, that is the Nintendo Fuse podcast game of the year uh, for for 2020. Um, and uh, we just wanted to go over these uh, these different categories with you. Um, number one, so you know what to expect, but also we would love for you guys to be thinking about your own game of the year um, based on these categories. And uh, throughout this next week, even maybe write down your your picks and uh, be ready to share them in the chat. You can share them in our Discord as well. And uh, that way we get to interact with you guys and see what you guys pick in this as well. So I'm gonna throw these on the screen real quick. Um, so you guys can actually see this. We're going to be talking about the best indie Switch game this year. So uh, best indie Switch game. Those are all the ones that that fall into that category of you know non AAA. The from the the slightly discounted to the uh, one dollar game. Um, those those indie games. Uh, we're also going to talk about the best third party AAA Switch game. So that's the the top of the line uh, games that cost like sixty bucks, um, but not. Nintendo produced ones. These are the third parties. Uh, we're also going to be covering the best Nintendo developed and published Switch game. So those are the ones that are traditionally we call first party, maybe second party also, but those are the ones that uh, that, that Nintendo characters, IP, all that stuff uh, fall into that one. Um, and then we're going to move on to the best game on a non-Nintendo system. This is a new category that we're going to be discussing this year uh, about the the games that are on other systems. Um, and and we all have various experience with that. Um, Barry plays games on other systems all the time. I kind of um, I sometimes dabble uh, in that area. And Greg is strictly Nintendo, so it's be kind of cool to just kind of talk about what other games are out there this year. Uh, and then back by popular demand, we're going to be uh, talking. About but our worst game of the year. Um, those are always fun to like talk about. Uh, which games did we we absolutely hate playing this year? And then finally, we're, we'll award our overall game of the year. So as you guys look through those categories, you hear them, write them down, uh, and and start jotting down your your ideas and your thoughts uh, about what your picks are as well. And be ready to uh, discuss those in the live chat next week. Um, yeah, Barry, you got any thoughts uh, about our Game of the Year awards at all? Yeah, so one thing we do want to mention is the previous years, what we've always done is we've done January to December. Oh, yes, uh, yes. And this year, and if you go back and listen to 2017, you'll hear me infamously give Breath of the Wild Game of the Year over Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I had a whopping three days to play that game, and I did not get nearly into it as I should have. Um, because there's just no time. So this year, what we're actually doing is we're only doing January to November. And next year's game of the year will be December to November. Uh, this way, you know, because we're doing this in December, not every game is going to be out, and not every game will we have the time. And some games that come out, we're not getting to Christmas. So we want to give December, which is what, like, the Game Awards actually does, um, put those to the following year. So only only January to November uh are counted which means immortals which game we were just talking about doesn't count it's it is for next year it is not gonna be uh be in this i mean if, if it's your game of the year absolutely you want to you tell us about it but it will not be uh factored in uh in our picks uh, the other thing is you know when we we get to share these things it's gonna be you know really cool because some years we've had it where we all pick the same thing and, and I think those are the most boring years because it's like everyone, I also did this, I also did this. And there there was one year in particular, I think it was 2018, where we all had different picks until like the very end. 
And I think those are the most exciting years because so many games get talked about. And I think this year, just my own prediction, I don't know what anybody else is, is, is picking. I'm just going to hypothetically say that this year is going to be another one of those years. I think we're going to have a lot of diverse picks, but that's just a guess. Yeah, and I know um, traditionally we've also had Hasadan, and unfortunately he told us he won't be able to join this time around, but yeah, unfortunately Hassan won't be able to join us this year. But yeah, he, he's got he's got a good reason why he's not able to, yeah. to be with us this year, for sure. Yeah, babies do that to you. <laughs> that is true. Game Awards is happening uh, just in a couple days on December 10th. Uh, so I, I just thought before we before we move into kind of some headlines and head into the uh, near the end of you know, closer to the end of this episode. Uh, yeah, what, what are your predictions that happen for the Game Awards just in a couple days? We'll, we'll kind of quickly cover the winners and everything like that uh, next episode before we jump into our own Game of the Year awards and, uh, and things like that. But yeah, we, we shared about how, um, how, poorly uh the nominations went this this year um in our in our last episode so if you want to hear about you know us bashing on it um check out last episode but uh but with what we have uh do you guys have any predictions this year what you think is going to happen uh on the game awards on, on december 10th greg any thoughts oh i'm really hoping that animal crossing gets some nods because that seems to be nintendo's main game that's representing this year so at least i'd like to see when you like at least a category like the best family game or something. Mm. I definitely don't think it deserves like best multiplayer, but get that one, I guess that'd be pretty good. Um, it's probably not game of the year material, but I would still like to at least see it like bring something back for Nintendo at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It has been very inspirational. Got a lot more people to get switches. It was a primary game through this uh, awesome year 2020 that we've had. And, brought a lot of people into the series. It's pretty much getting close to outselling Mario Kart 8 within its first year. So it's, I think it's well-deserving of something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Barry, uh, you got any thoughts about what's going to happen this year? Um, as for the awards, I honestly don't really care. Um, <laughs> I'm more, more interested in the uh, world premieres. And... Uh, this is going to be the last chance for the year for Nintendo actually to show something. It's been a little while since the last Partner Direct at this point, and uh, been a long while since the last actual Nintendo Direct, not counting that Mario 35. Uh, I'm hoping to see something for Zelda and Metroid's 35th anniversary being shown off. I'm hoping to see a brand new... Uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive title revealed uh, last year. We had like Bravely Default 2 shown off. Uh, maybe even one from Nintendo, which would be cool. Uh, just really want to see some surprises. Uh, you know, some of the, sometimes a world premiere may fall flat. Sometimes it may be great. Um, but I really, I, I really want to see some really cool something like, oh my God, E3 caliber um, reveal. I don't know if I'll get that. I probably won't, but <laughs> but that that's what I would like to see. Yeah. Again, we have to set our expectations properly, uh, but uh, we've been shut down so many times before. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, you know, I hope you know games like Animal Crossing. Um, it's probably going to win. You know, the best family game of the year. I would I would assume. Um, but uh, 
but yeah, I hope it gets some more more nods. I mean, it's it's not you know the top of the line AAA game that like oh my gosh, this is like high fidelity, everything's amazing sort of thing. But it definitely it took the world by storm this year. Um, and and you've got to show some nods to to a game that that does that and just hits at just the right time and provides people with exactly what they want um, or and sometimes uh, what they, they they want, but they don't even realize they want until they get their hands on it. Like Greg. Greg had never played Animal Crossing before, and now all of a sudden he's totally in because it's exactly what he wanted that he didn't even realize he wanted. Um, and and the same for his entire family as well. Um, but yeah, I, I hope to uh, see a bunch of, of premieres as well. I mean, we missed out on that from E3 this year. It'd be really cool to be able to get some experiences like that at the Game Awards um, as well. Um, but uh, let's go to the chat real quick and see what they're saying. Um, so uh, yeah, Jakester says that uh, the Game Awards are never really watched by uh, for the awards, Steve. It's it's uh, for the announcements and the trailers. That's all, all, also true. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure this year I'm going to be sitting and just having it in the background uh, like I did last year. Um, just waiting for that world premiere thing. And then I look and I go, eh. And I go back to whatever I'm doing. Um, maybe playing Rocket League Season 2. Um, and then... Uh, uh, Jared says that he can see Animal Crossing winning something, but not Game of the Year. Yeah, probably probably the case. Um, he's hoping for a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer in a world premiere. That'd be awesome. He'd say Metroid, but he doesn't think they're there yet. Maybe Bayonetta. That'd be cool. We haven't seen anything from that one in a while. Uh, Dave uh, says maybe the infamous Metroid Prime trilogy will be revealed. That could be, could be something uh, that we could see for sure. Um, Jesse Glenn says it's uh, so hard for me to be like, yeah, Animal Crossing, you did something so special and necessary in the most crucial time, a candle in the very dark place. Um, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, Dave, Dave says that it's between Last of Us 2 and Animal Crossing for the game of the year. So he's stepping out and says it, it might happen. I'd be I'd be very surprised. It'd kind of be cool to see Animal Crossing win game of the year. I don't think it would happen. But it would be cool to see it. Like, yeah, what what do you guys think? Does Animal Crossing actually stand a chance of, of winning Game of the Year? What do you think, Greg? I have really no idea how it's going to go. I mean, it depends on um, a lot of things, really. I don't know if they take votes in from fans or like how this is even. Yeah, different. just mm-hmm. you can vote right now. Yep, go to their web page. Just but make sure it's the like only late, thing open on your computer. It's going to shut it down. <laughs> Is it like the only, is it anything any weight applied to that vote? Is it like pretty much everybody's votes that come in will go towards it or I think there there's like a committee a, and then people vote then they take the online votes as well and they factor it all in. Yeah, I can't remember the the weighting on each of those. It, it, they explain it on their site. I can't. I think it's maybe like seventy five percent from the committee, twenty five percent from the public, or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, if it's that much more for the committee, then I probably don't see it winning but i would say if it was the other way around i could see maybe a game across actually winning because mm-hmm. like how it came out at that time when everything was shutting down and more people picked it up just to have something just to relax to do at home i mean it's not the most competitive game it's got bare bones like multiplayer aspect and some probably things that really should be fixed by now that haven't but i would be happy to see Nintendo actually get something like that if they did win. But yeah, yeah. That's why I don't know which way it could actually turn. So, yeah. But as the committee has the biggest say, I definitely don't. I really don't see it picking Animal Crossing unless 
there's something I'm not aware of that they, why they would, would put that more weight on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barry, you think it, do you think it stands a chance? I mean, I th- honestly think it's between Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part Two, simply because of how many categories those are nominated in. Uh, I mean, last year I think it was Death Stranding was nominated in like every category, and of course, one game of the year. Um, this was one of those things where I want it to win. I want it to win simply because not not only do I think it's a good game, and I have not played the other games, so I can't. I'm, I'm not saying they're bad games, but I just want it to win to upset the internet. I, I, I just want to see people cry. Like, yes. no joke. Oh, my God. How could it win? Because it, it's people are going to cry no matter what. It's an award show. <laughs> Any award, um, there's good losers, and there's always going to be people crying. But I think it, it will be an astronomical, great a sea of memes between the Animal Crossing lovers versus those that don't like it. Yeah. And I, I think it would be glorious, and I think we need it in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and like Jesse and, and you guys have said in, in the chat too, I mean, it's it's how a lot of people think of 2020. Um, you know, apart from all the bad stuff that's happened this year, um, 2020 gave us Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, which was a saving grace of, of, of 2020. Uh, one of the one of the few this year. So. Well, I was going to say, wasn't there like a, a year or two ago, there was like a, maybe even longer than that, but I thought there was like a meme with like Isabel with snake or something like that and hmm. it was like some, like a, some sort of call of duty or something or i don't remember i thought it was like some like hardcore game that has like guns and oh stuff no that was this year that was that was with isabel and doom eternal because they both launched the oh, exact same day right. yeah that's true so yeah who knows but it's a couple days away actually by the time uh you know we we finish up tonight it's almost one day away um so, well, I guess technically too, because it's at the end of the day on Thursday. But uh, yeah. yeah, hopefully we watch along. And uh, if you, again, another plug to join our Discord, uh, you guys can chat uh, live while the, the Game Awards are going on and join on our discussion and, you know, share about all the, the stuff that you're excited to see and, and probably a lot of the stuff that you're disappointed to see. Um, you know, like the same game winning over and over and over again. Um, but maybe, maybe we'll have some exciting things to talk about as well. Um, but uh, that's pretty much for our, our big news that, that we got to talk about. Uh, the couple of quick stories, um, uh, kind of headlines that we're going to hit um, before we before we move on and, and wrap up uh, this evening. Uh, Barry, you got the first one. Yeah. Uh, so it was leaked, and now it's official that Persona 5 Scramble is coming to the West as Persona 5 Strikers. Um, which is amazing. It is coming on February 23rd, 2021. And there are, for, for those physical lovers like myself, there are two actual pre-order bonuses. Uh, if you pre-order at GameStop, you can get a Joker pin. And what I feel is significantly better, if you pre-order at Best Buy, you get a Steelbook. So those are some nice incentives. And this is PS4 and Switch. Um, so <laughs> it, this is a game that's like Hyrule Warriors, but for Persona. It is an actual continuation after Persona 5 Royal, and uh, everything looks amazing on it, and I, for one, will be playing this day one. Cool, cool. Greg, tell us about the Game Awards, and who's making a special appearance? Well, believe it or not, uh, Reggie, Reggie Fils-Aimé is actually going to be back at the Game Awards, so obviously he retired from Nintendo earlier this year, but then he joined up with that other company that are blanking on right now, but... Um, he will be at the Game Awards on December 10th, and he's looking for feedback on what category he want, thinks 
people would like him to present. If you were asking me, I would say he should definitely do the best Nintendo. Uh, I think there's a best ca- Nintendo game category that they do at the Game Awards. If not, no, then obviously more, family game is the more, best. I think which is more real. Which is basically it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's the best family game, which is basically the best Nintendo game category. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if you could uh, do the game of game of the year. That'd be that'd be really cool. Kind of a, a cool honor for him for sure. Uh, before we uh, before we move into what's coming over the next week in terms of what's coming out and what we're looking forward to playing, uh, we just want to take you. Uh, or take a moment to remind you guys uh, as well to to subscribe if you haven't done so yet and uh, follow us on social media at Nintendo Fuse on uh, the the main social medias out there. Uh, be sure to follow us and also, of course, join our Discord because we really want to uh, to keep that that conversation going with you guys. Um, of course, the the links on the screen. It's also in our our podcast uh, show notes and the description down below on on YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just love keeping that conversation going with you guys. So, uh, before we do wrap up, we're going to talk about what is coming up over the next week. We've got, uh, just a few games. Uh, this is kind of work time and then that, that time of year where, um, yeah, the, the list of new releases kind of goes down. Um, and, uh, we have less and less things to, to really look forward to, but there still are a few, uh, we're just going to be kind of scrolling through, uh, as we always do on Nintendo's website, uh, just kind of showing you what's, what's coming out. Uh, we had several games come out today, actually, um, uh, including Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 and Doom Eternal. Um, but then, yeah, as, as the next week goes along, um, a lot of games that, uh, kind of indie games that are coming out, ones that are kind of trying to get in right before the holiday holiday season uh pixel junk eden 2 i know is on some people's uh list that they're excited about um and then uh you know if you're if you're a big fan of the warplanes uh games uh warplanes uh world war one sky aces is coming out um also a big uh collection of, of games of the final fantasy legend series the collection of saga uh is coming out on the 15th so that's really really exciting um uh, if you have not played those games, it's an excellent way uh, time to to get into that classic collection of Final Fantasy Legends. Um, so, yeah, what are you guys uh, looking forward to playing over this next week? Maybe it's some uh, some new releases. Maybe it's uh, some games that are still in your backlog. Maybe games that you've been working on for a while. Um, Barry, what are you what are you hoping to play over this next week? Uh, hoping to finish Immortals, and then from there. Uh possibly doing ghost of tsushima or last of us part two or maybe a little tony hawk one and two which the, the remakes uh still debating what i'm gonna do but uh of the games coming out I, i'm really sad that collection of saga is not getting physical <laughs> like mm. that that's something that should be physical the you know those are those games i grew up with you know those are the early saga games and they're they're definitely not you know, easy. They are not, you know, highly, you know, intuitive. But for the Game Boy and for portable RPG, they were amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Greg, what are you hoping to play? I don't think I was going to be picking up anything that's going to be releasing over the next week. Um, but I did pick up the Fire Emblem localization game that will be Anno snapped on March 31st. So hopefully I'll get some time to play that. And I also would like to finish with Age of Climate Demo. That's pretty much the main two things on my list right now. And then 
we'll see what else I'll be playing this week. Cool. Cool. Uh, going to the chat, it looks like uh, Jakester is still working on uh, trials and then going back to Tokyo Mirage sessions. Uh, and then uh, Jared is working on uh, getting 100% in Age of Calamity uh, and then going to Cyberpunk. And uh, and also he's going to be playing Animal Crossing, Pokemon Go, and Mario Kart, uh, of course, as well. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think for me, uh, it's going to be a little more Immortals, uh, Phoenix Rising, um, hopefully going to get uh, the review out and things like that, post some uh, gameplay uh, at some point as well. So be looking out for that. Um, and then uh, getting back to Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, because um, I, I did put it on hold in, in order to play some some Immortals. So I want to get some more time with that. And uh, of course, I'm going to be playing Rocket League, but I'm really excited that tomorrow season two drops um, for the, the free to play season two. So this is like the second season two, because they already went through like, seven seasons, eight seasons before, but uh, this is like the new season too. There's some really cool stuff coming out uh, tomorrow with the with that. So that'd be really exciting as well. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to be back next week, December 15th with our Game of the Year Awards for 2020. Um, it's been a crazy year. It's almost over. And maybe 2021 will also be crazy. But, uh, you know, at least we, we don't have to have, hear people say, well, it's 2020. Because it won't be anymore. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna figure out what the uh, the game of the year is for 2020 next week. We hope you uh, will join us live. We absolutely love you guys joining live, especially on big episodes like uh, Game of the Year Awards. It's a, it's a really cool time to to engage with you guys and interact with you in the chat and everything. Um, so be sure to do that, especially if you've never joined us live. Be sure to make that happen and uh, if subscribe, share all that stuff. That'd be so great. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in for this evening, uh, or, or after the fact as well. And if some of you guys maybe listen to in your morning commute, um, that's cool too. Uh, but Greg, any, any parting thoughts before we wrap up episode 215? No, not really. Just, uh, definitely can't wait till next week and be talking about all the best games this year. So it's be quite a task to be going through everything that I played and seeing what, actually came out this year versus the year before. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Barry, any, any closing thoughts? Uh, just everyone, you know, be safe and, and play some games and have fun. And hopefully we have some cool stuff announced on Thursday. And uh, hopefully you all join us next week for our game of the year uh, awards, which is always a fun show. And uh, we want to hear your awards. So please, uh, you know, write them down and, and provide them and we'll read them out there and we'll make this a really cool uh, community award show. Absolutely. Thanks everyone for tuning in once again. And uh, yeah, we'll see you. See you next week for episode 216 game of the year awards, 2020 happy gaming, everybody have a good one. Mm -hmm.